Yo, SSBA, welcome to episode two of the SSBA podcast. I had the opportunity to sit down with Trey and B to discuss the coach firing. Trey will now be taking over the Toronto Raptors, and B will be taking over the San Antonio Spurs. They both had a lot to talk about. Trey had a Trey's conversation goes on for roughly 35 minutes, and B's conversation goes on for roughly uh, 15 minutes. Um, we had a big day today as far as relocation um, being available. Um, in order to re- relocate, you have to be a sub-400 um, winning percentage team along with a bottom-10 market. Uh, the, so far, the New Orleans Pelicans have placed a bid to move to, the, uh, to move to Seattle to become the Seattle Supersonics. Also, we also had a um, big trade today as Andrew Wiggins was um, traded to the Portland Trailblazers. Um, for Kemba Walker and the ninth pick. So uh, the Timberwolves now own the ninth pick along with Kemba Walker, which um, should should make some uh, interesting teams. We'll see how that all plays out. Um, just sit back, relax, and enjoy, and um, here's Trey. All right. I am here with Trey, the original godfather of, or founding father of SSBA. I do apologize for the the original podcast with uh, when Colin Fitz, the uh, godfather. How are you doing tonight? All right, yourself? All right. Um, Yeah, I'm actually watching the Bulls tank right here. I wanted to base on that and see you. Do you think think tanking is the right move? Um, going forward, even in real life or in uh, SSBA, it, it all kind of depends on your um, situation, whether it be skill level, um, whether it be market, because um, we have that FA calculator, um, or <clears throat> you know, you may be a decent user, but at the same point in time, you never positioned yourself to be able to um, get in the best position to get a big name free agent. So, <clears throat> with that being said it's actually easier to build your team from the draft in uh, traits. Yeah. I, uh, I, I mean, I know like who, sh- I mean, pretty was pretty obvious with, with tanking, especially since he was a playoff team and it didn't seem to pan out. Now he's what the seventh overall pick and was supposed to go, you know, first. So I guess time will tell, but um, how does it feel to take a break from being uh, an, an admin? Um. It's kind of tough, but I mean, at the same point in time with what's been going on with me the past two years, it's actually been the best for me. Um, You know, I know that when I did choose to step down, um, the people that I passed the league off to um, were um, very capable and and very bright uh, young minds when it came to 2K leagues. And they had a lot of ideas and and, and things that they wanted to uh, implement. Um, And as you see, each year we get little new wrinkles in the league, uh, new rules, um, new things to deal with free agency, and all the owners seem to love it. Yeah, I, I think we've been, we've, you know, it, it, we're trying not to push too much new on the league every year. And, and you know, I, I think all the changes that we made from year to year, we're seeing what works, what doesn't, what, what some issues are, and we are, you know, not throwing every throwing things against the wall, hoping it sticks. We're 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 trying to have well thought out ideas and, and things that generally make sense. So, um, and I know I I've always joked, uh, you know, with CC Rob leagues I've ran for years that I just couldn't wait to uh, 
you know, get that break off being an admin, but I, I always seem to find myself in the middle of things. So yeah, it's um, very, it's very hard that. when you're used to it. I mean, you know, um, you know, basically SSBA started in uh 2k nine, um, on a three sixty, Um, and you know, we, we had a strong uh, following and running there. Um, then when, you know, Xbox one PS4 came about, you know, people went their different ways. Um, myself and, uh, Tetlack, which y'all know is Eric, um, you know, he came with me. Um, a couple other guys came with me that are no longer in the league, but you've met them before. Um, you know, then I ran into uh, Fitz and Rain in a Madden league, and uh, Rain actually came upon and, and, and helped out a little bit. And we had Jay Will and, and Blackheart and, you know, um, Alex. And, you know, I mean, basically people that's been in the league since day one. Yeah. Um, you know, one thing that um, – I do like about it now is, and, and that's what, you know, as being an admin in a, you know, running leagues yourself, um, when you sit down and you write the rules, um, you don't want to try to make everybody in the league play the same to make it feel like it's robot ball. Um, you, you do want to kind of give those exemptions of saying, you know, if you're having problem guarding the paint, well, you know what stream, show us the video, that 50% rule is kind of out the door if you can't guard it. You know, because exactly. it's up to you to adjust. So, I mean, kind of with the way that 2K has played it and, and you're able to guard certain things better and there is less what we call cheese of sim players, um, you can see now clearly um, you're seeing almost every user has their own identity. Um, yeah, I, I do like that about um, SSBA and just G- leagues in general now. I mean, I remember, yeah, going back to 2K9, I mean, every, you know, you weren't allowed to push off defensive rebounds and, you know, you get ha- everything was a half court game and you're just running the same money plays over and over and over. And um, everyone played the same. That's that's that is a good point that I do like that everyone, you know, some people run, some people push, you know, it, you all play to your strengths of your team. Like I, I, I have CP3. I'm not trying to run. Three right. stamina would be down to 80 in two possessions if I'm running every, uh, um, every series. So, yeah, I mean, it, it definitely – the, the gameplay difference from user to user definitely does um, make a big impact. Um, are there any improvements you think we should make to the league? No, I, I think everything's uh, running smooth. I mean, some users have thrown out a couple things that, you know, if they're workable, um, you know, talk about, you know, um, really getting into making it more realistic as in uh, relocations. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, some of those things that we talked about in the chat last week. Um, you know, basically, um, as you see each year, um, whether a loophole is found or if a thought is brought about that can make a uh, free agency or something better, um, you know, not to say we go full blown and, and make that full change, but you can see little things that continue to be implemented, implemented. So like this off season, um, you know, money's actually going to play, play a bigger part. So once again, that's going to help those small market teams to where saying that a team like the Lakers or the Knicks can throw 10 million at a player, but not a small market team can throw 15, 20 and actually um, decrease um, the gap in the odds. Yeah. To make yeah. them a bigger player. I really like that addition. I think that is going to make a, a big uh, improvement, especially for the smaller teams. And then also, um, yeah, I really like the, the anti sniping rule. Hopefully that uh, really lets teams like, all right, this is my target. I'm going to go directly at him. You know, I'm not going to mess around. I'm not going to wait till 11:59 or whatnot. You know, if you like a player, you want him, go get him. You know, right. And, that, and that's kind of the thing. It's like 
I like this guy, but at the same point in time, to me, he's only worth $10 million. Mm-hmm. Okay, but at the same point in time, you're thinking in your head, well, okay, well, you know, kind of, I mean, if we look at uh, at Middleton last year. Yeah. You know, nobody thought Middleton was going to go day one. But at yep. the same point in time, everybody was waiting for Chris Middleton to fall to day two because they didn't want to give him that money. He has the attributes to be a knockdown shooter in 2K. He has the length to be a decent defender. But at the same point in time, nobody wanted to give him that day one money. And Orlando's willing to do it because that's probably their only way of getting that. Team. Exactly. So, and that's, that's what we're thinking about now is saying, okay, well, I only want to give Chris Middleton 15. Yeah. But at the same point in time, I can't wait to the last minute to see who all bids on Chris Middleton. So if I want him, I need to go after him. I need to give him that max. I need to throw 20 at him or whatnot. So, I mean, it's going to throw a, a bigger wrinkle. Um, you know, it's the first year that, that uh, you know, it's kind of changing. Mm-hmm. So, some people are going to actually take that into consideration and others are going to be like, Oh man, they're just playing around. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm top five and in, in a, you know, free agent destination. So I'm just going to throw in 5 million. Yeah. I, um, you, you mentioned relocation, man. I, I, I really would like to start, you know, not, not get crazy with it, but right. Right. Um, like I'd like to see the Pelicans move, even Charlotte, um, you know, it'd be nice to just kind of bring back the Supersonics. Um, I know, like, Memphis was talking about moving to Vancouver. Would you be in favor of re- relocations if, like, maybe we put, like, an XP price on it? Um, probably not. I mean, because other things with that is uh, my time is very limited at the, at, this, at the present time. So, you know, with relocation, not only do, you know, when a team does relocate to a different city or region, um, it's kind of like, you don't want to keep the same name. It may be the same team name, but at the same point in time, you know, instead of being like you're saying, you know, instead of being the OKC Thunder, now you go back to being the Seattle Supersonics. Mm-hmm. So you kind of have to take the time to get onto the game and rebrand your team, whether it be. Well, they actually have kits now that are already okay. made that it literally is two clicks and you got a, a you're a full, you're a super. You're a supersonic, and you don't even realize it. Like I just, okay. even, I tested in the test league. Yeah, it was like three clicks away, and I was I moved the Bulls to Seattle because I just wanted to see what it would be like. So it really isn't anything time wise, but more of just a kind of feature of the game, I guess. And, and that's, I mean, and that's something that you know uh, maybe fits or or you know yeah. one of our strong minds uh, could come about to say you know say for you know for three seasons say if. Uh, you know, the, the the Hornets are not playing up to par. Um, you know, they're um, bottom of the tier league every year. You know, they can look at it and say, okay, well, as SSBA, we're not making any money or you're not bringing anything to the table. So, therefore, what we're going to do is relocate you to another market. Yeah. Or we can have the thing to where, um, like, some of the owners did bring up stating that, you know, if they want to use their XP to – to move their team or relocate, then, hey, let them use their XP. Yeah, it would definitely have to be something expensive, and it would also have to be um, approved by the admins. We can't just have um, a random city and a random, you know, the 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 Oklahoma City Cowboys or something. Right. You know, I, I would like to at least keep it somewhat. Oh, I, I totally agree. And, yeah. I mean, even with that being said, I mean, uh, you know, if, if it's just something random like that, then – you know, kind of just like anything, you know, when it comes to sports and teams moving, you know, you have to basically sit down and you got to sell us the pitch of why we should move this team there. 
Yeah, yeah. You know, e- even if you have that, you know, say it's 500 XP and they got the 500 XP. That doesn't mean we pay 500 and we get to move the team. You still have to give us that sales pitch to saying why your team should move. Yeah, yeah. Why I, you deserve I, to be here. So, I mean, I'm then that's what I'm kind of like you. Like, you know, things like that is um, it can get to a point to where things do run wild. So, you know, you got to kind of put those stipulations. I mean, like trades even kind of kind of change once you told um, a person that you got to explain why you're making this trade. Mm-hmm. And, and number one, we're not even looking at the money. We're not looking at the players. The first thing we may look at is saying your reasoning. And if yep. your reasoning doesn't fit, you know, basically, if you say you're looking for uh, more perimeter shooting, but you're trained for Dwight Howard. You ain't looking for more more perimeter shooting, you know? <laughs> yeah. Um, so it's kind of like those things, you know. And, it, and it's not really to be sticklers um, to the owners um, and, and make it make them not be able to trade. It's just basically saying, you know, explain to us because it may be a crazy move. Yeah. Um, just moving on to um, coach firing. Do you – I know you just recently – it looks like you're going to be getting fired. Uh, you will be moving from San Antonio to Toronto. Do you like the coach firing idea? Um, do you think it provides somewhat of a benefit for leagues to, or for the league to kind of keep things moving or having a team kind of stuck in a, maybe a bad situation? How do you feel about that? I actually like it, to be honest with you. Um, you know, number one, it is not hard to win 30% of your games. Um, you know, me personally, um, you know, first off, you know, um, I've probably only played in the past two years. I've probably only played 2K for three months. Mm-hmm. You know, you know the skill level in our league. So I'm still really not at a point to where I can sit down and laugh like I used to and take it as serious as I used to. Um, so, you know, to me, I just get on to have fun. You know, I get I get a free hour. You know, I want to jump on, you know, hit the chat, say, hey, who wants to hoop? Let's yeah. Um, you know, so to me, it's really not about winning. You know, as you can see, when some people in the chat talk messages to me or not, you know, they come back to the chat kind of mad because they thought I was an easy win or whatnot. <laughs> um, but at the same point in time, like, I do it for the fun factor. Um, I've, I've always enjoyed my games versus you. They are um, – they're, they're, they're pretty fast-paced, um, and they're – you know, they, they generally come down to the last couple of possessions in the fourth quarter where, you know, I, I remember one of our first games we had – I had a crazy comeback, like, down seven and two minutes left, and you just went cold, and I, I – was hitting everything so that they generally do are, are pretty close. Um, and in the past, if that would have happened to me, I probably would have to go buy a new controller. Um, <laughs> but based upon the situation that I'm in and, and, and how I actually take uh, 2K, um, you know, I just snap my fingers like, dang, I just, I just gave one away. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, just move on. Like, who's ball at next? You know, yeah. I mean, even that one night, I mean, I'm not going to lie. That one night, I think, uh, mama, you know, I was, I'd been drinking or whatnot. And I was just like, you know, I don't want to hoop. You know, Mama blasted me by 60, and I was like, man, I ain't like that, so I'm going to hoop again. And I think <laughs> Easy came back beat me by 50, you know what I mean? Like, it's all good. You know? <laughs> and then it was like somebody asked me else I want to play. I'm like, you know what? Let me take a break real quick, and I came back and played another game. You know, it's no big deal to me. Um, so, I mean, I, I kind of like it, and, 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 and I think the thing with that is, is, is Fitz has always been big on about um, being competitive. Um, yeah, you know, even even. even <laughs> Even a Mamba, you know what I mean? He's like, you, you, y'all don't take this serious? Like, I take pride when I pick up sticks. Like, I mean, I kind of understand that because I used to be that way. Um, but unfortunately, when you have 30 users, everybody can't be skilled. Exactly. And that's Every- what I think he fails to get. It. It's like he's all about personal um, 
just like you know responsibility like hey you know take take responsibility for your losses for your wins and not everyone can win 80 percent of their games you know you got got to have some sort of a balance but um, also with that being said is you know there are a lot of users in ssba and, and that's one thing that you know um i'm glad that has never left our league um everybody does really have that competitive edge and at the same point in time people are willing to share information to help you yeah. get better people are willing to share information to help you somewhat come up with a plan so i mean but at the same point in time us being male some think we're alpha some we're not but uh, you know we're like oh, i'm not listening to you i'm gonna do what i'm gonna do you know and hey some are that, even willing to pay for that help too <laughs> and, and and exactly exactly you know um you know that's that's one thing um I like to see um, is, you know, people being entrepreneurs. One guy has came up with a way to basically, uh, you know, make a little side income. Yeah. And, and, uh, and, and, and I mean, you know, from what I heard, you know, um, you know, he, he, he is very detailed, you know, it's just not, you know, I'll show you this. I'll show you that. I, I mean, he really takes what he does very seriously. Yeah, it is. It is good for the league. Cause then you, you get more, com- you know, competition and, it even helps your game. I mean, because these seasons can go long, and sometimes these you feel like you're just labbing these games out or just just getting through the grind, you know. So, um, if every game can be a great game and, and you know, come down to the final couple last possessions and, and even clean up people's games, I think it, it does make the league better as a whole. I agree. Um, so just move it on. So as the Spurs, you um, you know, you made some big moves. You you traded Kawhi. You got pretty good value, I would say, for an expiring player. Do you think you got good value for Kawhi? No, um, you know, but at the same point in time, I mean, I'm just going to backpedal a little bit. Um, you know, basically when I did join back into the league, I took over a Spurs team that was basically outdated. Um, the only person they really had was Kawhi, you know, their their young point guard, uh, DeJounte, DeJounte Murray. He had already been traded. Um, so there was really no young pieces to build upon. You know, I joined with, um, I think it was six days left in the league. You know, so I had these inflated um, contracts as in, I mean, Paul Gasol's a hooper and all, but 16 million, come on. Patty yeah. Mills, 13. You know, um, as a Spurs owner, if that would have been year one, I'm not going to say I would have moved everybody, but some of those contracts would not have been there come year two. So basically I went into free agency and, you know, I had to decline. You know, I didn't cap hold pretty much anybody. I didn't cap hold LaMarcus Aldridge. I mean, he's a hooper, but at the same point in time, I can keep Paul Gasol, who's under contract, for a cheaper price. Um, I didn't cap hold uh, Tony Parker. You know, his cap hold was, I think Tony Parker's cap hold was uh, in the high 20s. Like, no. You know what I mean? Like, I mean, the regular Spurs owner, if he was really smart, like, DeJounte Murray was your next point guard. This was Tony Parker's last year. You're going to have a dude on a rookie deal. Penetrate, and that's what the Spurs need, a penetrating point guard with what they had at that point in time. Um. So, you know, I kind of walked into a bad situation, but at the same point in time, I went ahead and waited till the offseason year two to kind of kind of put my spin on it and do the best I could do. Um, from a skill standpoint, I wasn't there. So I did have to come down to that decision to trade Kawhi. I went out there. Um, actually, the Kings had a had a had a great deal on the table for me. Um, I kind of turned it down because I was like, you know what? I'm going to get this down. I'm going to turn around. It never happened. So at that point in time, when it got close to the trade deadline, uh, the Bucks had reached out to me several times. You know, I'm, I'm the type of guy that when I do go to make a trade, 
I don't look at I'm giving you this guy and you're giving me this guy and I'm good. I look at how it's going to affect the league. Yeah. So at first I was kind of like, you know what, this is really, you know, minus like, you know, lottery draft picks with a good draft coming up. Um, this was like the, the best value I could get. But at the same point in time, I did not want to pair up Kawhi and Giannis. Yeah. You know, well, especially with that user. Yeah. And, and he, you know, he ended up losing, which, um, you know, I still think you got really good value. I think Jabari and uh, Thon Maker were excellent pickups um, for a player that was leaving. Um, I mean, Jabari's going to, you know, he's going to have a really good year. He had a good year last year as well with you. Right. I could get his three down, but I mean, you know, from a standpoint, uh, he aver- he averaged almost around twenty. I mean, he was yeah. he was around fifty percent. Um, you know, him him and Zion kind of held us down. If we needed a bucket, you know, they they could do what it do. Um, speaking of um, speaking of Zion, how um, how cl- how uh, torn were you on with last year's draft having the number one pick? You uh, it looks like there was probably a big three. There was Bowl, um, R.J. Barrett, and then Zion. How close or how? How easy of a decision was it to take uh, Zion? It, it wasn't. It, it wasn't. Um, we had a uh, Bobo who who was pretty much a a baby thon maker with better defense. Um, we had R.J. Barrett who is going to grow. You know, with his potential level, also he's going to grow into a knockdown shooter yep. with point guard capabilities. This guy has, um, I'm going to say, better passing handling vision than probably 50% of the point guards on the game. Yeah, I really liked R.J. Barrett. He was my number one pick. um, It it was just something about his shot. I I play – I mean, I do understand, like, I mean, even when we go from the test league to the real league, um, even if you look at Zion, you know, in the test league, Zion was actually low 70s uh, mid-range and low 70s three. Um, When you go to the real league, Zion was um, actually mid, mid to high 60s and three and uh mid-range so i mean there are some discrepancies i mean some of the ratings was kind of uh spot on for for certain individuals like as an overall but when it came down to individual attributes there was those little things that i mean because in the test league i actually shot i think i ended up playing like maybe five six games um i actually shot 50 percent from the field and 50 percent from three with zion so that kind of made me feel more comfortable because his release is really not that hard but at the same point in time, when I got into the real league and I seen these subpar ratings, I was like, if he does shoot, it has to be from a dimer. <laughs> yeah. Uh, um, but our RJ, RJ is a hell of a player. Um, as you can see, um, the Jazz kind of struggled with him early. I think he was shooting uh, probably um, high 30s from the field. I mean, he actually has rack ability also. Mm-hmm. Um, and he was shooting probably uh, low 30s from three. Um, once he got traded – to the Lakers, um, which, you know, with that being said, until the KD injury, um, a lot of the focus and pressure got taken off of him. So you've seen his numbers rise. Yeah. Um, so oh, actually going to the Lakers story. was a good thing, um, <laughs> you know, because now he he just turns into – he has that ability to beat a man, but he actually has the time now to build into that man. He's yeah. not actually forced. So, I mean, that, that was actually um, – I still think the Lakers won that move. Um, I think the Jazz kind of jumped shipped a little too early, but, you know, we had a change in ownership in the Jazz, and those two uh, those two vision were very different. Yeah. You know, we had a Jazz guy that, that – I mean, if you looked at the Jazz, he had a lot of actually 
uh, mid to high 60 players that were young that had um, and they had a lot of upside. Um, now you look at our jazz owner now, he has ready now, you know, let's get it type players, you know, and he's, he's kind of, he's kind of moving out some of that young talent that has that potential. Yeah. I think the, the vision has gone from maybe trying to build a team to yeah, let's try and compete. Maybe, you know, maybe in the long term it'll hurt him, but in the short term, he's hoping that, you know, sure. he can turn that into a, a championship level team. I don't know. Time will tell, but um, we, we'll see what those jazz turn into. Um, do what do you think this? What do you think uh, B B higher will turn the Spurs into? Do you think they'll be an instant uh, championship com- uh, competitor? Um, I'm not going to say that year one. Um, they still are young, um, uh, and that was one thing that I kind of struggled with was they were young and they weren't consistent. Yeah. Um. So I mean, once Luka Donick, once he gets on his thing, I mean the dude's a beast. Um, it's just one thing of putting him in a better position to where or whatnot, you know, um, this is actually Jabari's last year under contract. Um, so I'm, I'm kind of, you know, thinking about what he's going to do with Jabari, you know, is he going to try to flip you for assets or, you know, is he going to try to play it out? Because I guess, I guess that's the little, that was, that was an issue I had last year also was, especially after I made the, uh, Paul Gasol for, uh, Capella trade. Um, because I was used to bringing Paul off the bench. Yeah. Now, now you get a guy in Capella who is basically a lockdown paint defender. The dude doesn't even need the ball. I mean, he's going to have probably almost 11 rebounds by the end of the first quarter, um, you know, but he's only going to average by two points. So now you move Thon to the four, which basically gives Thon, uh, you know, he's bigger He's bigger than most fours. Um, now you are got Jabari at the three to where – He's stronger than most threes. Um, you know, he does have the ability to blow by you, or if not, he can bully you, especially at, at the small forward position. Um, so then I had to move Zion to the bench, um, which Zion is another guy that's very strong. Um, he kind of excels at the three, but due to his inability to actually knock down the jumper consistently right now, it's kind of best to play him at the four. I mean, he's, he's still he averaged about, I'm going to say, he, he averaged almost seven rebounds a game. Um, at the small forward spot. Um, when I did move him to power forward, those numbers really didn't drop much, but they did drop probably about a rebound or two. Yeah. Um, so it's just kind of a thing to looking at what he wants to do and where he wants to play players. I mean, I kind of look at um, the Spurs making a move um, with the coaching change. Um, I just don't know what that move is going to be. Yeah, it'll, it'll, it'll be interesting to see, um, you know, who who is his DeRozan. I mean, I know Donchin, Donkic has that ability, maybe, you know, to hit some shots. Zion's the finisher, so it'll it'll be interesting um, to just to see how yeah how he how he plays out west. And I mean, he still has. I mean, he, I mean, you still got Eric Bledsoe. Jabari. Um, you, you still got Jabari. Um, I, I, I I don't know if he actually sent in the final, but it looked as if he actually cap held Capella. Um, uh, I haven't seen his move, so I, I okay. don't. Okay, so he hasn't changed that. Okay, because I mean, my my big deal was basically get, get it wasn't really get Paul off the books. Is I needed paint defense, so that's yeah. why I moved Powell. Um, and also I did feel that that was a blow to the Lakers versus a help to the Lakers. Um, then the Lakers goes back and makes this big Dwight Howard slash other move that kind of washed out the move I made with him. Um, but, uh, yeah, I, I'm pretty, it's going to be very interesting. I mean, you know, I mean, he does have, he doesn't really have that DeMar guy. Um, 
and be honest with you, there's really not that Kyle Lowry type guy over there. Mm -hmm. um, yeah. But, I mean, I know he's a fond fan of OG and, and there is about one or two OGs over there. Um, <laughs> and, and, you know, uh, Beehive's a good coach. He, he has certain plays that he executes very well. Um, I feel, I feel sorry for, for those teams, the Blazers, the Kings, the Jazz, um, um, Golden State, you know, not this previous season, but the season before. Um, I kind of feel sorry for these guys um, because you have a solid high coming over there. And yeah, you just that, gonna... that, that eight seed that you was fighting for, that probably doesn't exist anymore. That turns into the seventh seed. So, so it's, it's even so, for some of those teams. So, I mean, the, the West is very solid. I mean, I, I can't recall um, in the history of SSBA one conference being that thorough. Um, you know, I mean, even when you're looking at a Smitty, I mean, a, a Smitty used to be, uh, you know, when I was hooping, uh, you know, 2K was like, your, your Smitty used to be a, a 10, 15 game winner. You know, Smitty's almost on 500. He's making playoff pushes um, with the with the Nugget team that we all thought he messed up because Blackheart put together this big semi, you know, uh, semi pro all star team. Um, here comes Smitty. He's making moves. We're all yelling at him and mad at him and this, that, and this. But you know what? Since he's made those moves, he's been very – he's been a, a very competitive. Yeah. Um, so now you're going to be moving out east. you got a big market. What are you looking forward to in the uh, the Raptors? Um, I mean, to be honest with you, uh, I definitely love the GM aspect. Um, you know, I walk into a position to where I have over $100 million available. Um, I accidentally have uh, – three roster spots. Um, I'm, you know, I, I capped hold uh, De DeRozan. Um, I mean, even after cap holding DeRozan, I still have, uh, I think it's like 59 million. Um, I already got to move into works to move uh, Jermichael Green out. Um, basically, I'm not going to be taking back any cap with that. It's just going to be a straight Jermichael Green, you're gone. I'm probably going to take a, a late first round or, or a second round. Um, so once again, you know, even after cap holding DeRozan, um, you know, I'm going to have 60 something million available. Um, with that being said, um, one deal that I was working on fell through. Um, but at the same point in time, I'm actually in a good position because a lot of owners are waiting for next year's free agency. Exactly. So, yeah, you can really take advantage of a uh, – So, you know, my, my number one objective is to bring DeMar back, um, you know, and I have, you know, basically OG's my small forward or DeMar's my small forward, OG's my small guard, so I don't have to worry about that. Um, I still got Val, um, which he's a beast at center. Um, offensively and defensively, um, you know, so I'm probably looking at, you know, I don't know which power forward it's going to be, but I'm probably going to be targeting one of those power forwards to bring in with DeMar. Okay. Yeah. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see. It's kind of a fresh start for you. I mean, you're going to, you're going to be building a team from scratch. So it's kind of a nice little project to take. So to even go into a position where you got fired and you actually built a young competent team that just basically needs time. Yep. Um, to be able to execute. Now you go into a position to where your new job, you have the ability to bring in two stars. Yeah. So bigger you know, market. I mean, with a bigger market, um, you know, basically the only thing I got to sustain is eventually got to start winning games. Um, yeah. And the, the, the nice thing about, you know, getting a new job is you, you are locked in for two years. So even if you struggle year one, you still get year two to try and, you know, build that back up. So, um, yeah, it'll, 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 um, this, this off season is going to be interesting to see. I, I, I can't wait to see, um, you know, where these players are going, how aggressive these teams are going to be. 
Um, it, it's just going to be, it's going to be fun. It's, it's, I'm looking forward to this uh, um, playoffs to end, just to kind of get moving on the off season. Um, but kind of moving moving forward, who do you who do you have winning at all this this playoffs? Unfortunately, I'm putting my money on the Clippers. Okay. Um, you know, Red, Red is good at the game he plays. Um, he has two two way player two two great two way players in Kawhi and, and Clay. Um. And I'm pretty sure they can slow down Harden and Kyrie. Yeah. Um, now, when you move over to the East, you have the Bucks and the 76ers. Um, that's going to be a great series. I can't even call who's going to win. I mean, you know, basically you got um, Eric, who, who who's given up a lot with a vision, and he didn't care. He's just going to do what he wanted to do, and he still has found a way to make it through the – you know, when the smoke clears, um, you have rain that, uh, you know, actually already had a solid base. And, and then he was able to make a trade that that brought in um, some young talent, young, great talent, actually. That's going to be some great players um, on a 2K perspective. Um, I just think, you know, this is probably, I think, year two for most of those players. Um, some of them, they're year three. Um, their ratings are there, but they're not really close to where they're going to be come next season. Mm-hmm. Um, I guess it's going to be come down to say, you know, can those young players for the 76ers that are actually can be difference makers, you know, at this point in time in their careers, can they make those type of shots? Yeah. Yeah. It all, uh, I mean, rain has a, uh, everyone, you know, says how his team is just loaded, but I mean, if you really think about it, he has just a really, a lot of good role players who just are excellent role players. I mean, JJ Reddick is a specialty, you know, Bridget right. isn't, really nothing special but hey he he makes shots for them and you know bomba is is just a, a guy i mean he's good but he's not a star and he's playing his ass off so i mean all those players that you speak of they're going to turn into to some you know basically you know a lot of teams they could be number two they could be number three yep um yep. you know um on the 76ers they're coming off the bench um so you know um and this at this young point in their career you know, when he needs them, can they make that, you know, I mean, we already know what Simmons is going to do. We already know what Fultz is going to do. We already know what Embiid is going to do. We're all, we already know that J.J. Redick is his glue. We know that, um, you know, but what kind of impact come playoff basketball can these other young assets that he acquired actually do this season? Because um, it's one of those things when we do get a young player, you know, we know they're going to yeah. turn into something based upon their potential rate. But at the same point, we can't rush it, rush it nor can we wait too long. But we know eventually, at some point, they're going to be something. So um, we'll see how it goes. Um, I'm, I'm definitely excited to, to watch that uh, Eastern Conference final between the Bucks and the 76ers. Um, um, I know Rain is, is – is, he's an even-kill player. Um, he Nothing really, you know, uh, amps him up. Nothing really brings him down. Um, you know, Ted Lack, he, he, uh, he thrives on execution and defense. Um, you know, and, and he actually, you know, he can fast pace it or he can half court you. Then um, he has a heck of a player in Giannis. I mean, just look at the numbers that Giannis done this season um, that is anchoring that offense. And to have that type of player that has Dimer with him on top of that, um, it, it, I mean, Giannis is just having a special season. You know, can he continue? Um, you know, he doesn't have an easy task ahead of him, whether they make it out this series and get to the finals and have to face even the Rockets. I mean, you have a dynamic duo in Kyrie and Harden. 
Um, so, I mean, it, it, this is a very interesting playoff. I mean, we, we all thought the Thunder would last longer. We all thought the Lakers would last longer, even after the KD injury, um, just because of, you know, that guy's a great user. Um, so, I mean, it, it's been a very interesting playoffs. Um, and, and, I mean, there's still a lot to unfold out of this. So, I'm just going to sit back and watch. All right. Well, we will. Uh, well, I'll put. I'll mark you down for the Clippers uh, winning it all, and we'll see how it all plays out. Um, I do want to thank you for uh, how it wraps it up for today, and just thank you for taking the time out of your night and uh, you know talking to me. And hopefully, uh, we'll get be on here or be high on here as well, and um, get here his side of the story, and hopefully, uh, put this all together, and um, we'll wrap it up and put it all in one podcast. So. Um, Trey, I want to thank you again. I, hopefully, uh, SSBA is in good hands. And, um, you know, if you ever do want to give us input or even, you know, put on your admin shoes again, I'm sure we no, you don't. You don't got to worry about that. I mean, it, it, it's, it, it's been a blast. Uh, my time's way past. Um, you know, and then, like I said, you know, those individuals that I passed the league over to, I mean, man, I know it's in great hands. Um, and I, and I, I yep. understand and I know that we're going to continue to be um, – a top 2k league you know for at least an um you know yeah. it's been a blast Looking and, forward. and definitely we'll do this again uh you know you all continue to do what you do and, and keep having fun with the league um because i mean that's what we build it for is to have fun you know have your own identity make your own moves i mean people are going to ridicule you people are going to you know uh be mad at you over certain moves um you know it's your team you run it how you want to run it you get fired then you go get the next team and run it how you want to run it so, um, but if you do have any issues um, um, adjusting to certain gameplay or stopping certain things or, or certain settings, you know, reach out in that chat. Um, people are more than willing to um, give you information. Uh, people are more than willing to share. Um, and, and that's that's very rare in leagues. Um, you know, we want everybody to have the opportunity to be a champion. We understand that some people just can't be that. Um, but at the same point in time, if you do thrive to, to get that championship, do not be quiet. Ask around. Yeah, and it you know even just getting better and better every game it it really uh, it makes it more enjoyable. So um, we will definitely be looking forward to seeing those what those Raptors can do in twenty twenty. And uh, once again, thank you. And uh, I guess we'll uh, call most it definitely. In. You have a great one. All right. You too. All right, I am here with B, the uh, the new uh, San Antonio Spurs owner. B, welcome to the podcast. Hey, hey, man, how you doing? Good. Um, I just wanted to uh, touch base with you. I know we talked with uh, Trey uh, yesterday, uh, last night, and uh, wanted to get you guys on the same podcast since you guys will be switching teams. What are you going to miss about the uh, Toronto Raptors? I mean, obviously, uh, you know, Raptors are my uh, home team, my favorite team in real life, so... Definitely going to miss using DeMar and Kyle. Um, maybe somehow I end up with Kyle on the Spurs, but if that doesn't happen, yeah, I'll definitely be uh, missing uh, using DeMar and Kyle. Uh, it was a blast using them, making to the finals. It sucks that I wasn't able to win it all, but again, I can never get old of using DeMar and Kyle. So that was that was fun. Yeah, I think you uh, opened up a lot of eyes in that uh, finals, uh, you know, appearance versus Fitz. Uh, you know, that was a that was a rough team to to play against, and you took him down to the wire. Um, he, you know, he had to take a ton of shots with KD that last game. 
Um, I mean, you know, he put up 70 with KD, so, you know, it's kind of yeah. hard to compete against that. <laughs> yeah, you held your own. No, it was uh, it was very impressive. Um, now, now you're going to be going to the West, and you're going to be, you know, you may meet meet him in a, another uh, playoff matchup. So, um, you know, who knows what that'll uh, what that'll entail. Um, what are you looking forward to with the uh, San Antonio Spurs? Um, you know, they have a really uh, versatile and diverse uh, roster for sure. A lot of young guys, uh, a lot of potential too. Uh, I just hope we can go a little bit deeper. Uh, in the seasons that we're planning on so that we could really see that full potential. I mean, it's it's a good squad, and I'm just surprised that last season they weren't able to make the playoffs with the squad they have. But I think uh, me being there, um, being engaged and trying to uh, use those guys to their fullest uh, abilities, I should be able to take them to the playoffs. And hopefully, um, barring any major landscape changes with the players. I see that uh, Andrew Wiggins also landed on the Blazers and stuff now. So they've got a pretty good team, but I think I should still be able to make it in the top four or at least five to seven range in the playoffs. And uh, if I can do that then uh, and make it to the second round, that's uh, all that I'm really hoping for. Yeah, I'm, I'm really interested to see what you do with uh, Zion Will, uh, Williams and um... – uh, Luka Doncic, um, th- those are two players that are going to be uh, very key for you. Um, have you have you played around with them? Have you tested them out? Um, yeah, I tried them out. I mean, the jumper is pretty good on the on the on the uh, shooting guard, Luka, and uh, you know, see how Thon. If I can retain Thon too, that would be nice. But if people play pay too much for him, I'm just going to pass. I think he's a good player, but uh, some people what they want to pay for him maybe over. Uh, overvalued and uh yeah i'm just not gonna do that i would rather just have a big uh bruising big man whereas uh thon is uh not as does not have that much strength and he can get bullied very easily yeah he can hold his own at times but i mean i already have jabari who is kind of not as strong uh, of a big man and having them two as a front court is a little bit concerning for me as of right now, but I'm sure uh, I could figure something out so that they could work well together, but we'll see what happens. Yeah. That, that Spurs roster is a uh, one point guard away. So, uh, and I know I've seen you with Lowry um, as far as, you know, just how, how good you are with him. It'll be, uh, it'll be interesting to see what, what happens with that point guard position. Um, yeah, in the free agent, there are some decent uh, underrated point guards that can definitely excel with that roster. I mean, I know Exxon is still here and Patty Mills, uh, but uh, if I can still keep Exxon and, you know, we still have Patty Mills. But regardless of that, there are still some undervalued point guards in the draft that may get overlooked. And if I can snap one or two, uh, that may really strengthen the roster. And, uh, you know, last year uh, in the free agency, I was able to grab uh, – Michael Green and even retain Jonas Valanciunas. So if something like that were to happen uh, this offseason too, it'll be it'll be pretty good. Uh, but definitely it's a really good roster. And like I said, I'm still surprised that they didn't make the playoffs last season. I think uh, they did have a really good shot, but uh, I'm positive that uh, coming the next season, they should be able to make the playoffs. Yeah. Um, no, so I asked Trey this. I, I asked him if he thought the coach firing idea was a good idea. And he, you know, and, and of course he's on the opposite spectrum of getting fired. So, um, but he actually thought it was a good good idea. How do you think the coach firing idea um, has been implemented? 
Um, I think it's it's great in concept. Uh, I feel like there can be a little bit more parameters that could be added to it. Um, you know, also there should be a little bit. It shouldn't uh, be allowed like any kind of seniority and stuff. I like that. That's not put into perspective. It's simply about the record and stuff. But we could definitely put in more parameters, as in uh, there could only be a certain teams that can. Um, you know, take on the roster that have had winning records or such. Like, you know, somebody had suggested that uh, it's not just the playoffs team. The team should also have above 500 record. I would say they should have huh? won over 60% of their games. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, and, you know, maybe definitely looking at it in the future. Um, what are your thoughts about tanking? I know the uh, Hornets have um, pretty much admitted tanking. How do you think uh, tanking, is it good or bad for the league? Um, you know, I've never really um, been a fan of the rookies. I've never really valued draft picks much. So if somebody wants to tank, I don't think even though they were able to re- get new players, they're really going to win. Um, and players who are going to win, they're going to win regardless, uh, no matter what roster they have. They may not win as much without star players, but the users, they'll win, they'll win. They'll, they'll be able to win over 50 to 60% of the games, mm-hmm. uh, regardless of how bad their roster is. So it's kind of ironic that somebody would tank because you could really, no matter who you're using, you could win at least 50% of your game. So yeah. Um, I, yeah. I'm not sure if it really is tanking or if it's just, hey, I'm not going to win my games anyways. Might as well try something different. Exactly, yeah. And, and it actually did come back to bite him with the, you know, falling down from one to seven, which is a huge drop. And that, that that's a big talent gap that he's going to be missing. Yeah, so. and uh, that's why I don't really care that much for draft picks if you have a pick. Until you know exactly what pick it is, definitely solidifies the value a bit more. But generally speaking, midseason, that draft pick value is so um, it's so inconsistent that you can't really expect much of it. And yeah, yeah, like I'd rather use established players. I've always trade for players that have, you know, a certain a set role and they're established. Rookies, you can never tell what they're going to give you. They may have a high overall rating, but, you know, you may not be able to use them. They may not have the right kind of attributes that makes them a certain kind of player. Whereas, you know, uh, 2K generate, like, you know, 2K opening roster uh, players are usually have a certain type of role that they are uh, geared towards with the ratings they have. And then you could, you know, just use them in that role and you'll have more success than a rookie coming in whose attributes are all over the place and they're not really a defined player. So I've always been an advocate of using the established player rather than uh, these generated rookies. And I don't think that's going to change anytime soon unless, uh, you know, 2K comes up with, a better version of the league where it's uh it's definitely um it's definitely a lot more you know consistent but it's not as of now so yeah and that is a a note to the league that that san antonio spurs draft pick will be available soon um um, it's actually yeah and i mean if i were to (laughs) i mean i wouldn't trade for picks either like i see luca and zion are the two players that are Uh, inherited through the draft and uh, you know I don't really know how well they're gonna do Uh, I see I've tried them a little bit but it's still hard to really um, really say that they're gonna excel I mean they have some attributes in the under like you know 
some of their attributes don't make sense and it's like uh really does it really need to be this high on this a certain attribute so yeah. yeah um so it's actually kind of a unique day today um with um you know we announced relocation i'm not sure if you were aware of that but it looks like we may have the pelicans be moving to the seattle supersonics um do you think that's a good idea or um how what, no what yeah that, that's totally fine again like uh it, i was speaking in terms of you know the coach firing and stuff it should only there should be some certain parameters and it should be uh strict in terms of that happening so if you have somebody moving over to a different location it should like obviously pelicans have a horrible record and kind of makes sense oh yeah well maybe a scene changery for the whole franchise would help them win games or something so yeah, that makes sense for a very struggling team. I mean, obviously, if you were to say the Lakers are moving to Cincinnati, I would be like, you know, <laughs> that doesn't make sense. Uh, but obviously, if it's restricted and if it's done in a sense of realism, uh, I think it, it, it. I have no issues with it. Yeah, it'll. Um, yeah, we. I mean, we do have some parameters as far as uh, you got to be in a bottom ten market, and you can only go up to a. Um, you can't. You can't move into a top ten market. So. Uh, the Pelicans will see a little bit of a rise in their market. I think Seattle ends up being the 13th best market um, out of all of our teams. Um, and it will just energize that fan base. Um, you know, it's, it hasn't been approved. It still needs to go through the whole process. But uh, I do have to say that Pelicans uh, or Supersonics bid um, was pretty impressive. And I think he did a good job um, with that. So, um, yeah, I just wanted to um, let's see here. What else do I have for you? Um, is there anything you you feel that we could uh, improve? I know you always have an issue with the maybe introducing an advanced schedule. Are you still? Um, I don't want to. Um, get- you know, it's it's uh, really just affecting maybe five to ten percent of the game, so it's not something uh, I would really prioritize. I mean, I think you guys have done an excellent job keep, keeping people motivated and getting the schedule. Like obviously, having strict deadlines in terms of getting your games done has definitely pushed the league forward quicker. You know, one thing that I, from all the experience that we've been in leagues, I've seen that after the third season, it really um, the amount of activity level diminishes, and so part of it is because most of the uh, players change. You know, the original people that you started with that are currently in the NBA have uh, either regressed and there's all these new guys who have progressed a lot and there's just the whole landscape changes so a lot of people get uh, discouraged playing with that that's one issue also the time of the year you know baseball starts up uh, MLB the show comes out and you know spring break and stuff so a lot of people um, get lots of different things happening so hopefully we can get at least five season to the minimum and I hope the the activity level remains the same. But one thing that um, I think if you guys want to look at is uh, when we do the slider change, it should be just done during the off season rather than mid season. I felt like having that slider change mid season while already playing certain amount of games, getting used to the team, and then all of a sudden trying to readjust within the last 10 games that you have uh, kinds of make, makes it a little bit more difficult to adjust. You know, I wasn't able to uh, run my star players uh, near 40 minutes like I had in uh, previous playoffs, and I had to use my bench more, and I wasn't as familiar with some of my bench players. So that did affect a little bit. But, I mean, I see what you guys were trying to do, and, I mean, I think you guys did a good job. But I think 
uh, in the future if we were to make all kind of slider changes in the off season rather than doing it in mid season. I think that would be beneficial. Yeah, I agree. Um, it was kind of a unique situation as far as, you know, we had been testing it. And uh, yeah, hopefully in the future, we, we really don't put any kind of huge gameplay changes um, upon you guys just in the middle of the year. It just, like you said, it just ruins the flow of the league. And people have played 50 games on the old one and then eight on the new one um, and, and just don't get enough time to adjust. So hopefully these sliders stick around for a while. Um, I think we have a good yeah, for sure. I mean, they're not bad at all, um, but it definitely uh, makes you emphasize more on having a deeper bench. But then it's kind of like um, in uh, in the real life, it's like stars play 40 minutes. So, I mean, I get it. It's also a video game. You ha- have to take everything with a caveat. Uh, you know, it's really not real life. It is a video game and you kind of have yep. to balance out all these, you know, uh, overpowered things that happen because of it. But no, I get it. You guys did an awesome job, man. You guys are running a great show. I know I, uh, in the chat and stuff, are uh, always picking on you guys, but it's all in good fun. Uh, but I do appreciate you, Fitz, and all the other admins who've been doing a great job this season. Thanks, man. Yeah, yeah, no problem. I think um, everything's going pretty smoothly. Um, I, I, I'm, you know, and also, I mean, you know, I know you did mention MLB The Show, and um, it was just announced yesterday that there will be no MLB The Show league. So, you know, you're. It, oh wow. That's yeah, so there was, you know, I know I run an MLB, MLB league and, you know, I was probably going to, you know, take, you know, 10 guys from this league to that league. And, you know, we would run both MLB and 2K at the same time. But now that there's no MLB, that really opens up a lot of free time for people. So, yeah, I think um, we might be able to retain more users and definitely right. even find new ones. But, yeah, and that's one thing I would also, um, I would uh, like to push forward getting new faces in. Uh, you know, there are some older veteran users that are been here that may not always be active and we may be able to find more active, yep. uh, energized new uh, players that are more engaged if uh, if we can, uh, you know, see how a way of figuring that out. But yeah. Yeah, I, I, I like the uh, the way the league is headed as far as activity. Um, everyone seems really engaged. Um, it's really looking forward to building their team this offseason. I know people just can't wait to get to the uh you know, the draft, um, the uh, offseason, just free agency. Um, so I, I think activity and league interest is at, is at a really good place. Um, I just hope that, you know, it continues. And um, I, I know I'm planning on sticking around uh, at least for three or four more seasons maybe. I don't even know if I want to break, take a break till 2K19. I kind of just want to play this and then jump right into a 2K19 league. Um, but we'll see, but, um, yeah, I just wanted to, uh, I, I, I do want to thank you for taking the time, um, to, uh, talk with us and, um, yeah, we will, um, we wish you good luck in the, uh, in the, uh, off season. Is there any hint at a free agent target that you want to drop here? Ah, uh, no, I like to keep my cards close, you know, never <laughs> reveal them. <laughs> Thanks, man. Yeah. Yeah. No problem. Thanks B. And, uh, yeah, we'll, uh, we'll have this up soon. All right. All right, thanks.